0: If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's essentially the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need on one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your pod on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make podcasts all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to my podcast, Lit, where I talk about things, experiences, people that light me up. Today, I'm really excited to have um, the creator of my year of dicks and the director. They'll be joining us in about eight minutes um it's going to be super fun and in the interim i'll tell you about what's currently lighting me up and i'll start with these press on nails what do you think i was looking for a way to not have to invest so much time energy and money in mani in mani petties. so i started experimenting with press on nails And the first three attempts were a complete and total fail. The first one, like the nails didn't stay on. The second one was like some kind of nail art. You need to chisel down with like a nail file or some shit. And that was a fail. And then I tried these things. And they were so easy. You just buy a glue. You affix them. I'll find the label and put it in the podcast notes. But. Um they're really fun. <laughs> I'm sure there's some things I wouldn't be able to do with them. Um like play guitar or ukulele, um neither of which I've ever done despite my deep intentions to be musical. Um it's a little like you have to be a little careful in yoga, but I mean it's not like I'm doing I'm mainly with my hands I'm doing typing things for work and social media things and microphone things. Anyway, they've made my life a little bit easier this week, and that has been awesome. They also look really good with my new engagement ring. Oh, yes, girl. By the way, this isn't really discussed enough. When you're about to be proposed to, you know, I feel like What's the protocol on the fiance sort of giving you a bit of a heads up so you don't have disgusting fingernails in all the engagement photos? I mean, it's like we're not supposed to be too contrived to where it's like, oh, a three, you know, three camera shoot, you know, appeared uh, and then everyone looked perfect. But also it's like you want to to be able to celebrate the moment, but it's like. My fiance proposed to me, and I'll talk more in depth about this later on another episode, but he proposed to me on my birthday at Ojai Valley Inn, which is like one of our favorite places. It was so beautiful. They have like a a pink moment there um, that it's called. It's actually, they have a sign. It says the pink moment. And that means at 4.45 p.m. Pacific time. Or whenever the sun sets, it's scheduled. And they have all these like beautiful uh, places, like around fire pits where you can like sit and watch the pink, the sunset. And everything turns pink in Ojai, all of the trees. And it's so beautiful and magical. So we had just gone on this bike ride and like through Ojai, through the town, went to the cute bookstore, all the things. And we get back and he like brings this yummy hot cocoa. And we're watching the sunset and he's like, will you marry me? (laughs) And he's like, I'll ask you again later when I have the ring. (laughs) Because he didn't have the ring yet. It was like still being worked on. Um, And then so on my – on actually New Year's Day, he proposed again. And again, we had just like – we were at Two Bunch Palms in the desert and – I didn't even, I didn't pack anything. I just thought it was like an us weekend. We were going to like be in the mineral hot springs. Um, I don't think I brought an ounce of makeup. Not that I'm typically a big makeup person, but it's like we were at dinner and they bring out the, whatever, the appetizer stuff and there's like a black box. And a little beautiful card that says, will you marry me? Again, I'm like, (laughs) honey, of course, yes. Oh, my God, I love you. This is so beautiful. This is so magical. But also, like, you know, you're just, we're so influenced by social media that your engagement needs to be like, you know, a drone is coming by, like, capturing the footage and everyone's, you know, dressed and ready and, you know, whatever. So it's like, nope, none of that. Just chilling and Joshua Tree. Anyway, so now I've got my ring and these press-ons and I am good to go. Okay, what else am I lit up about before our guests join us in three minutes? Um, I'm currently really lit up about this book called... Um, breaking the good girl myth. It's and I've kind of been revisiting the 4-hour work week because I've never finished the 4-hour work week because I don't have time. So that's like exactly what the book is about is that creating more space in your life by delegating all the menial tasks. So the breaking the good girl myth is a lot about getting into your goddess energy, grounding into that. And delegating your tasks and really saying no to things that don't feel good. So I'm really trying to do that this year. Um, to that end, I really need a producer for this podcast. Um, someone who knows how to do podcasty things would be amazing and or just like an amazing um PA. Uh also if you love this podcast, like, learning about you know things that are bringing light into the world and the creative processes of creative geniuses, et cetera, um, consider joining my Patreon. The link is in the bio and I, the more patrons I have and sponsors and all that stuff, the more I can hire the most amazing team to delegate and bring the best product um, to the world what else is happening right now um i love breaking the good girl myth because it does talk about a lot of societal and patriarchal expectations and like what sort of taking on like sort of if you're taking on too many things, you can't really um, be good at anything. You can't be the most effective at anything. Oh, my gosh, so many fun people joining. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, cool. So let me see if our guests have arrived today. Um, Not yet. Oh, and I loved the rain. That's a very good question here on IG live. Kyle. Yes. I loved the rain. It was so beautiful. Also, I'm really digging my 30 minute yoga. I've been doing 30 minute yoga every day. It's on YouTube. It's totally free if anyone wants a link. Um, I've been waking up and just making a point to do this gentle, easy yoga 30 minutes in the morning. And it's like chef's kiss a new person. All right, we've got Sarah here. I've never done a three-way live on Instagram live, so this is we're all on an adventure together here. Here's Sarah. Hi hey, Sarah. Hi. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm good. And we're Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being here. Where are you uh, joining from today?
1: I am in Iceland.
0: Sarah, what time is it in Iceland?
1: It's 8 o'clock.
0: P.M. How is the weather there?
1: Freezing cold. I think this has been the coldest winter in Iceland I have ever remembered. Like, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so you live in Iceland. How did you, first of all, I would love to ask you, since this podcast is called Lit, what has been lighting you up personally?
1: Um, yesterday I watched a film that was, blew me away, that was missing as an uh, it's like a documentary, or like a documentary kind of, um, by an Icelandic woman called of this. And that film is called Band. And it's about three women who are friends, uh, around 40 years old, with like children and all that, you know, the life of a 40 year old. And, um, but they are in like this performance band together and not doing really well, and they just decide Okay, now we're gonna we have one year, we're just gonna make it, we're gonna become pop stars, and we're just gonna put everything into this. And it's just it's a wonderful cool. film about friendship and just kind of going after what you want to do and and not be scared and and that it's okay to fail.
0: <laughs> that sounds great. What was the title again? You said some words I don't think I've ever heard.
1: Band, So B-A-N-D.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, band. Oh, what a great title. I love a title that's simple and that just tells you what the thing is. It's like, don't get clever with the title. Right. I think it did really, it's been doing really well
2: at the festivals, but, um, and I, you can rent it in Iceland. So I don't know if you can
1: actually see it anywhere else. I feel a little bit better, um, but you can at least see the trailer online. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it will be available at some point.
0: Very cool. Well, there's Pamela. How are you? I'm
2: good. I, I, I failed at this. I was trying to put it on one machine. It didn't work. So I'm going to put my earbuds in so hopefully I can get a better connection. With Great.
0: Well, I'm so happy to see you both. I want to congratulate you on your amazing project, My Year of Dicks. Oh, and before I forget, Pamela, what has been, since this podcast is called Lit, what has been lighting you up lately? Wait,
2: I gotta ask, my headphones took you away. Say it again.
0: What has been lighting you up or like bringing uh, light to your world lately?
2: This book, uh, This Is What It Sounds Like is written by Susan Rogers and Ogi Ogas. And it's about what the music you love says about you. And this lady is so cool. She was a uh, um, um, sound recorder for Prince. And, um, you know, she's like a record producer and they really talk about, she breaks it down into like all the different things that go into what makes you like a song, um, and kind of your listener profile. And she does something called a record poll, where it's like, here's two songs, listen to them. And then we're going to talk about rhythm. Are you a lyrics person? Are you a, you know, are you the kind of person that sees an image when you listen to music or, or do you really just focus on memories while you listen to the song? Anyway, she used to be a, a, Prince's, like, record producer, and then she went and got her um, doctorate in neuroscience, and she teaches at Berkeley College of Music. What a life.
0: That's so cool. How did you even find that book?
2: Oh, I'm sure the internet, but this is all, this is very my jam. Like, it, it, this book would have found me, I mean, did I find it at the library? I might have found it at the library, because this is where, this is where I have it. I mean, look at it. <laughs> it's very catchy. And I've had When Doves Cry stuck in my head since I picked it up last week. Uh, uh, it's I, I love where it's like what what your music
0: that you love. It is all like
2: no music is bad. Let's talk about music as a as a curve of like people who enjoy just beats, like like babies and toddlers and how they learn like how that's just instinctive that we dance to all the way to I like weird novelty songs and, and why why do we like like weird songs?
0: oh that sounds incredible pamela when is the last time we saw each other do you remember
2: no it's been a while i can't remember if we did a monologue show together or we were hanging out with laura house but it was definitely some time ago
0: yeah what's been going on with you did you move out of la no
2: We had a pandemic, we all just stay inside. I went into animation, and once you work for Disney, they put you in a small room and they lock the door. You don't see anyone for years. <laughs> you know, like a princess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I wanna I I wanna say I I found my year of dicks. I don't even remember how I found it, but I watched the whole thing. It's so beautifully done it's so clever it's so moving it's so funny can you tell me a bit about how it came to be how you found each other the journey (laughs) sure thank you so much yes uh you can go to myearofdicks.com or to find uh
2: this we're online for a limited time with the whole thing which is very exciting um this started in in high school I wrote a lot of notes to boys and I kept a lot of the first drafts and I um, started performing them a bit and they make people cringe and I like the sound on my bell curve of music I like it when people are like why is this happening and why do I like it like this <laughs> that's, that's my sweet spot why am I enjoying how weird I feel uh so then we uh, we published them um in a book called notes to boys and other things i shouldn't share in public and all the essays that i was writing back then to myself and how ill-equipped i was to be the woman i believed i was um this chapter called my year of dicks about the year i tried to lose my virginity and that is what um uh, fx commissioned to um turn some of these into an animated series, see if it could be a series or or what. And um, so I got to do five chapters and and bring a a director on and that is how I got paired up with Sada. So I'll let Sarah, Sada, you take it from here. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: um, Yes, I just got an email from FX network. um, And they sent me some scripts. And then, some time went by, and I wasn't sure it was gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, we were just running it,
0: like
2: yes,
1: <laughs> yes, doing it, making it very fast. We we worked together for a year and a half making it, and it was really fun.
2: It was crazy. It was, <laughs> it was truly fun and crazy. It it's not like it's not unlike this Instagram life. I have to say, we're <laughs> just like holding my phone, I'm looking like, at Sarah, and I'm like, do you want it? do so you want it like this? And then she'll be like, yes. And then she'll play the the, the recorded thing. And then I lip sync on top of it to try to like mimic what she's got in her animatic. And then, uh, yeah, it was just a lot about sending files to each other and um, constantly going back and forth with the artists and the actors. And it, we were all just constantly adding little things to put this together.
0: Wow, what a dream. Um and so it's it's not pronounced Sarah.
1: Oh it's okay, but um in Iceland you say Sarah. It's kind of like it went in Spanish.
0: Okay, got it. And so <laughs> that's so wonderful. So you had never met before this.
2: Oh we never we never met in, in person until we had been quite down the line making this. And I, well, she was in Brooklyn at the time. She's in Iceland now, but I went to New York and we had lunch together. I think we'd already been, we'd already recorded and everything by then. Wasn't it the Oh, you
1: estimating. It was like in the summer. Yeah. And I was nervous to meet you. Even though I've been talking to you almost every day, I
2: was like, oh. whoa. Yeah, I was nervous to meet you too. It felt like, uh, uh, oh, I'm going to meet my imaginary friend who <laughs> lives <laughs> in my computer. <laughs> this person yeah who was
1: making the computer
0: <laughs> what is happening with it now and what's happening next currently um we 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 were fortunate enough to be able to
2: take it out to the festival uh, circuit and see just what could happen it was um you know there was a chance that it was never going to air or end up anywhere so we we got to to take it out and and, and find some audiences for it and it, it was started doing well and it kept going well. And uh, now it is qualified and is shortlisted for an Oscar nomination, which is an honor and a true a feat that we would have never guessed going in. But it's certainly not a goal one has <laughs> when they meet their friend in a computer and decide to make something about trying to lose super virginity. But it's, um, it really has come out very well we're very proud of it we're i'm so excited that all of these independent artists and animators and um, my friends these are friends from austin that i came up doing comedy with and musically like my friend adam Lau did the music and trevor gates who did the sound it is such a like from all of my life put together into here and all of sada's life put together into here that to be able to be a, a week from the nominations and go look at this like it's um I'm I'm really in a, a deep gratitude center right now. That's really all I feel. Oh I can't even be nervous. I'm just so grateful.
0: That is so amazing and so well deserved. How does that even happen? Like from creating it, like what was the journey with your memoir and on? Um, well,
2: I was at Disney when I when the memoir came out, and that um, and so I didn't. I was busy, and I didn't really think anything of it after it came out we had a book tour it went well it was fun there was no I didn't think well I'm going to take this and keep working from it um and then uh, I was telling some of the stories in the book at a monologue show and I I was noticing the reactions were, were different than they used to be and instead of people kind of laughing at the story I was telling it turned into some empathy that I wasn't expecting and the questions after were different of people being like how did you, you know, how did you feel? Or I, I'm, I'm surprised you shared that without like, are you okay? And and that had not been my experience before. And I realized that a female protagonist, as she, as, as we've gotten used to and encouraged younger people to tell their stories, this person no longer had to be the butt of the joke and could be the, the, the star of the show. And so that was one of the early things that we changed before our SADA came on was removing in the, in the memoir, I like currently I'm talking about younger me, but there's no version of older me in my euristics to where there's actual footage of young me in my euristics because Sada was using a lot of reference, like that's my house. That That's, that it is all very surreal. But it, it really helped us let Pam be a character and let that world be its world without any kind of feeling of, but how did I turn out or what what did it end up doing with the currently?
0: What was your journey in writing the memoir? How long did that take?
2: Uh, well, I remember they got the idea that my, my publicist had a publishing house as well. My publicist on my last novel, when we were at the book tour, was when we, I started reading these things. And they said, I think little Pammy, little Pam should get her own book. And so that would have been 20, I don't know, 12. I can't remember. Look there's been a pandemic. I don't have I don't attach myself to time anymore so I don't know but from from about the the, the time that I was touring the last novel to 2014 I guess when it came out. 2014 is that right? 17? I don't know the time anymore. I, it's gone.
0: It's <laughs> okay. okay. I never do either.
2: Sorry.
1: I guess I thought reached out to you about maybe doing something with it for animation in
2: what 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or even maybe the end of 17, it was, it was, it took some time before I believed any of this was going to be real. Yeah. You know, from, yeah, 2018 is when I, I think I had turned in all of the scripts and they were like, I think let's make this. So that is when I started. Um, well, yes. And then I guess two years went by before we actually started. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very unreal. Um, but it, yes, that's right. I, I, we just looked up recently, like when I, pitched it I had like a written pitch of this which came out quite close to what I had pitched but it was I I was imagining something that I didn't know how to see but I knew I wanted art that could be um different that it looked different and I really enjoyed the way that um Sada's approach to motion capture character capture and rotoscope has a a, both a here and a memory kind of feel to it. it it comes with vulnerability and nostalgia and i to be able to do adult animation in a space that looks like that and not like i love king of the hill but that's what we're used to someone like this looking very flat and um, constant constant punchlines. and i wanted it to feel like how it it really felt back then.
0: yeah it really captured like i felt like i was in my teen years it was really like takes you to it transports you to that time it really captured it was so and it's just so um yeah so good um what's your writing process like do you have a set system pam where you like are like i'm writing five days a week or is it like i write one day or nothing like that
2: there's no system it's all deadline based (laughs) It's all, it's all like, what 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 needs to happen when I write, you know, until I'm running out of time because that's when I get the nice, oh, well, there's people in here from Uzbekistan. Hi. I'm just saying I'm seeing who's joining. Hi, people who joined. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, no, you just write when you can what you have to write as, as soon as you can.
0: And how did you – what was your process with the pitch? Was it like a one sheet? Did someone help you with it?
2: After I talked with, um, with FX, we had kind of – pitched around the idea on the phone, and they were like, could you get that in writing, and we'll bring it up, you know, up the ladder. So I wrote an email to them with kind of like how I
1: would see it. Yeah, they kind of reached out to you and asked you to listen to something.
2: You didn't come to them, right? No, I don't think I would have said, you know what I think I want to make? It really, it really was having someone go, well, no, what about this? I'm like, wait, really? I, I, I guess because I'm so used to people saying no to a lot of things, that one felt like Oh, they're gonna say no before I finish caring about it. Like the, once you care about it, it's so hard. I know. So you, you try to say no before then.
0: Wow. So what is this? Are you have you guys gone to a lot of festivals together with this?
2: Yeah. yeah we went to France together. About mm-hmm. the yeah, the Annecy Film Festival. I'm learning a lot about animation film festivals. So that was. That was a fun one. Has that been uh, fun?
0: How are they different than regular festivals?
2: Oh, I don't know if they're different, but we're all like, they're all talking about animation. Like, I, <laughs> it's different. That's different. They're not necessarily talking about, oh, there's a writer, or there's a producer, or there's a there's no like, well, there's the actor who's in because they're animation. So it's voice stuff and it's art, it's artist forward and artist based. And um, because of that, I think, everybody kind of comes to it with their fandom and their art front you know at the front we also went to ottawa went to canada for a different animation festival so i was about to go to france Uh, we got to have our international premiere in iceland um with a moderator that she knew from high school and we got to premiere at South by which is where I'm from Austin and I got to have like my Austin friends are in the States. so it had a real like coming back around coming home we made this from from when we were kids feeling
0: that is and, so fun yeah go ahead
2: I think it's by
1: chance yeah we, uh, we the world premiere was at South by South in Austin and um, the next screening was here in Iceland so it's like it was, so, I don't know,
0: it felt right because it was something that was really dear to us and we just, like, wanted to bring it home, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's so wonderful. Um, I was speaking before you guys jumped on about delegation and getting a, a great team. Do you have one or do you do everything yourself? Are you sitting there uh, submitting to film festivals yourself or, like, wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, we have-
2: and we have a producer, Jeanette Janine, who's a part of this this trio of but "Let's do it." And we have she's very good with a spreadsheet, and that's how she keeps us on task.
0: Okay, so wow, so this is a very DIY effort.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's yeah this this section of it has been just just us, and we have okay. some help.
1: Okay. If, if we really wanted to do something with this art that we made, um, yeah, it was either we decide to do this, the three of us together, um, or it gets forgotten, you know? <laughs> so we ran with it. We we, I mean, we worked really hard.
2: Yeah. And now I think it has a chance for us to keep going and make more and, and turn it into the series we were imagining from the beginning. Um, because there has been getting some interest with this just because of great word of mouth and, and people sharing it with each other and, and being able to talk like to you here like this like there is not a commercial for this there's no like it's on Hulu like it's we're on Vimeo for a limited time <laughs> so we're doing our best it does feel like you know back to basics putting on a show getting the getting your friends together to try to make something
0: it it just keeps feeling like that and I'm I'm just following that feeling because it's been it's been working yeah it's small it is it's DIy, but it's
2: it's got like we are a zine of a of a short film,
0: <laughs> yeah, and then so what are will it be a series next, or this was the series?
2: This is all
1: there is so far, okay, we're kind of like we're, we look at this as as an animated short film, yeah, and it's kind of like a we we, we think we think of it as a proof of concept hoping to make like an uh, an actual.
2: TV series with like each show being 20 minutes or something like that. That's the dream, right? That's the dream. And and the goal was always that this could live on its own. If nothing else, we did make something that was shareable and, you know, had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hold on just one sec. Um, Okay. So, well, it's a great proof of concept. so, like, what do you do now? Do you keep pitching it, or what's the process?
2: Um, Melinda, we're really just trying to get through each day right now. <laughs> 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 we don't have the process yet. The process is, let's, let's, let's find out if Riz Ahmed and Allison Williams say my year of fix on Tuesday on, uh, uh, on a list. And if they do, then I don't know what happens next, really. I have not been in this position before. waiting for the wave like just right now we're out we, we just finished a wave and now we're sitting and staring at the horizon to see what are we writing next i don't know
0: okay well this is amazing are you taking time to like just enjoy it and reward yourselves or is it just kind of a lot of go 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 now
2: oh well, no i think we i think we've been mindful to take the time sada's birthday is on friday so i hope she has a very good one Thank
0: you. What informed the the creativity on this? Like, who are your inspirations artistically? Writers, uh, just, animators. So,
1: I, so in the script, Pam had already written down all the genre parts and the play with that. And uh, I just, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, like all of my favorite animation artists who some of them of my friends would be perfect to lend their artistic style and hands in in this. And I asked them to do it with me and they'll say yes. So um, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, and then okay. what, what is the movie that you talk about being um, inspirational in your art approach to this? I'm just kind of obsessed with this movie called Mind Game by Masaki Yuasa. Um it's a feature film from like 2012 or something like that. It's just the perfect animated feature film. (laughs) But yeah, I think that uh, that was maybe like a starting point as an inspiration. And then we went on to looking at all these different film genres and and films connected to different film genres. And that was actually really fun. Um, Yeah, movies like dangerous liaisons, Requiem for Dream. Sailor Moon, uh, the cook, the thief,
2: his <laughs> wife and her lover, um, Rosemary's baby, and Carrie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had seen oh, Skate Kitchen, what? and it oh. really influenced for me the, the notion of just drop yourself in their world and let them talk. I, and, you know, I just remember watching Skate Kitchen and being like, oh my gosh, if only I had had. This group of of like minded people my age that you know we could talk about getting credit carded or something like I just was always around so many boys I did not have this like female feminist collective around me often and then uh, mid nineties also I thought like oh, yeah we can we can play in this space and still have it feel like um, that under parented slightly scary feeling of the nineties that we we have to be very grown up. <laughs> to be very grown up and we
1: shouldn't be. <laughs> I remember you asked me to watch that film as we were just kind of starting. And I, yeah, that, I love the tone of that mm-hmm. film. And I feel like we really yeah. took some of that with us. Yeah.
0: Did you, how has it been since it, since it's your own personal stories, Pam, that are out there? Like, I mean, <laughs> I always work in personal stories too, but I have had a like, an interesting relationship with sometimes feeling like, oh, I'm too exposed. I'm exposing too much, or like feeling too vulnerable, or feeling like, no, that was just vulnerable enough. Like when people message me and are like, oh, thank you so much for talking about that. I really related. But how has that been for you with like being so vulnerable in your work? Uh, well,
2: I guess if there's been an element of it all the time. Uh, and so because I started early writing online, and things, finding that balance of what is, what is what is too much and what is too private, I, I well, it's, we're all learning this all the time, I think, as, as artists and writers, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit better at recognizing what uh, if I if I know what I'm trying to say, it feels ready to share. But sometimes you're talking about something that's too raw. Like you, you aren't on the other side of it. And and that I learned is not when to start like writing and sharing (laughs) because you go way out on this limb and you're waiting for someone to be like, here's your act three, but you haven't had it yet. So you don't, you don't know how to start that story. Um, and so I guess that's where I feel. I I, I know
0: that line of, well, if I know my conclusion, then I can share this story and and talk about it because it it, it will resolve. And I don't leave myself feeling exposed. Yeah.
2: I don't know, I just made up that answer, but I think it's true.
0: (laughs) No, it's very true because you can't talk about something like that when it's not resolved in yourself yet it, to a point where, I mean, maybe you can start talking about it, but you don't want to re-traumatize yourself as the artist. Like you want to be on the other side of it. Like the wise woman on the hill who can now sort of talk about like, and yeah, now I'm fine. Right? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> um, yes I, yeah, sure. I don't know <laughs> that I've ever <laughs> think of myself as the wise woman on a hill. <laughs> Like no one's ever been like, oh, Pam is the one, and she's the wise woman on the hill. But no, nope. But I, I, yes, I. Sometimes you figure that all out while you're making the
0: thing. Yeah. But I don't. I don't share it until I'm like, I. I that is what I meant.
2: And now I'm going to share it with you. Do you? And I think that's what I'm always asking: Is does this make sense to you? Did I do this in a way where you get what I was feeling? Have I have I shared it
0: correctly? As opposed to, is this okay that I'm talking about it? Hmm. And do you? And was it like? I don't want to do any spoilers, but like the way that it ended was that true in your life?
2: I mean, I I, I get asked this too much, and I've, I I think i figured out that, I can't I I'm not i am not going to talk about where it is and where it isn't and what it was and what it wasn't because it's not for us. Like, like part of it is that music starts and we leave. We're that's their business. And it's them not me i really feel that when i watch it i'm like that's them that's their ending regardless of how much of it is true or not." For and also through, through all of this process you must have you must feel by now that little pam
1: is like she's a character by now that almost feel like somebody you ripped out of your heart
2: but now it's out, outside of you right <laughs> yeah very much so uh, yes and uh it's been I guess what's surprising is it's been that people just like, like her because I've been, you know, I wrote a lot of stuff when I was younger and published where the main character would get called like, I don't know, pathetic <laughs> and you're like, does uh, uh, that really happened to me or whatever? Like that's what I did. <laughs> and so there's something where this, this version of me that's out there fictionally has not been called anything that uh, hurtful yet, yet, but that is surprising. I'm very used to hearing like, "Ew, why would she?" And this has been like, "Of course she did. Of course she had to." I I, I remember feeling that way. That's it.
0: That's. Um, I feel like I've done something right. That this is how she's getting treated. Yeah. What do you think that that was? What is that thing that you did right to to have that new experience?
2: Uh, distance and time, and getting my getting out of my own way. I think in those earlier versions I'm writing about stuff where I'm not I'm not on the other side of it and and so I'm still hoping for acceptance and, val- and validation in the piece like this is how it went is this okay they're fiction so it's not exactly what went but you know your feelings get in here and your your questions about life you know you you're asking more about yourself i think in those early stages when you're writing and in this case i i'm i'm trying to talk about uh all of us and that's an interesting perspective shift that no one tells you like you know because they say share your stories but often you aren't told like because you're looking up not not at yourself like you're looking for someone else who's like i know that feeling
0: hmm well do you how do you feel now that it's out do you feel like some catharsis oh uh no i don't no wise no wise woman on the hill catharsis
2: not even like a baseball mound not even a pitcher's mound i I feel like no i i also still feel like we're still doing it like this is all kind of happening so perhaps there's that like i don't want it to be over yet. So I'm not
0: feeling closure or, or any. I'm, I'm pushing closure away. No catharsis. <laughs> you want to stay in the question. You want to be in the journey.
2: Yeah, I want to stay in the this like I, I can't like I couldn't have guessed I'd be here talking to you right now. This is fun. So it's like, yeah, it's um, I'm still learning what I'm going to take away from all of this. I, I don't think I've finished. I hope I hope there, there, there's, there's no hill waiting for me yet.
0: Well, I'm so excited for you. This is such an, a, a beautiful piece of work. Um, amazing. And so I can't wait to continue to follow its journey and, um, hopefully see more of it.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Cherie. I'm, I'm reading while you're talking, Cherie said we're all still learning from the current versions of ourselves. I think that's very apt. As someone who knew me in high school, it's true. Like, I'm still learning from these people, too. Like, we come up against each other again and go, how is it now? How was I then? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's so great to archive your high school years like that, too.
2: I don't know. It's great. That's
0: what <laughs> it <could. laughs> well, it seems like you've just been leaning, like, sort of, you know your whole podcast is about sassy right mm-hmm.
2: yeah and yeah, that listen to sassy
0: and that's a time capsule as well right from the same time
2: Very yeah so i was doing that podcast at the same time we were making this and it was it, there was a lot of just like living in that
0: time again and i and i guess being a little more forgiving but also
2: just uh yeah i just had more i had more understanding of Those questions that you have when you're like, why is this happening? What is going on? And what's he thinking? On the other side of that, you're a little like, I know what he was thinking. And I know why he said that. He said, please don't call me anymore. That meant don't call him anymore. (laughs) It wasn't that complicated.
0: (laughs) Pam, did you ever like read uh, He's Just Not That Into You? Uh,
2: Sure. And uh, and the post it that that inspired it. Yes.
0: (laughs) There's a post it that inspired it.
2: Well is it that's from that's from Sex in the City? when like, yep. you got broken up with where they post it and then they're like, he's just not that into you. Like that's it. He's
0: just not that into you. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then so did you like Oh my god, I totally lost my question. What do you have any questions? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't scroll down anymore to
0: find old questions. <laughs> um Oh no. <laughs> No Pam, we lost Pam. <laughs> Pam no. Okay. well, hopefully Pam will come back in a moment. Um, well anyway, I think that this is is such a beautiful show and it captures a moment and and I think everyone should watch it. It's called My Year of Dicks. You, where can people see it?
1: Uh, it's on Vimeo, and also if you go to our website, uh, www.myyearofdicks.com, it's you can find it there.
0: Okay, myyearofdicks.com. Um, and then when, what are you going to wear to the Oscars? Is my real question.
1: Oh, I'm too scared to. We don't know yet. We don't know if we are invited, so I'm not going to go there. Right,
0: right. <laughs> we no. know, we'll know
1: on Tuesday if, uh, if we get
0: invited. Okay, well, I'm so proud of you both. Keep up the beautiful, amazing work. Oh, I wanted to – this is what I wanted to ask Pam. I lost my question, and then I lost Pam. But I wanted to ask her, and I'll also ask you, what were your – did you have any great mentors for writing um, – or in general, who helped you, you know, become the, the creators that you are? Oh,
1: I think that would have been a great question for Pam. Um, so I come from animation and I don't know, I, 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 I took a master's degree in experimental animation from California Institute of the Arts. And all, I think
0: was- all the great animators go to California, like everyone on Adventure Time was from Cal Arts, right?
1: yeah it's a good place to go as an animation student and um i think i had a lot of people that they're not only professors and teachers but also just classmates and fellow students who who uh yeah
0: did that for me (laughs) cool who are you the
2: question mentors and such yeah. yeah um i well in this case i it's definitely like what I got to watch in my room in the nineties that was on like MTV and Nickelodeon, all the comedians and like um, alternative videos and liquid television and all of that stuff. Just the weirder, the weirder, the better. And I somehow was in a real like John Waters, David Lynch place for a very long time. Uh, And, and, and comedy, like it just absorbed all of that. So I don't know that I had like one thing that I was following. I just kept, getting interested in whatever was a little weirder, like Tina Howe as a playwright, just sort of like into that absurdist, realist place of is this really happening?
0: I love that feeling of Oh, my gosh, is this really happening? Is this real life? Yeah, that's so cool. And what about creatively? Like, did you have any teachers or people who taught you something that made you like turned your writing process around?
2: No, but I think being in, like, sketch and improv and, and working with a group and having that
0: that feeling of, oh, I can write for this person and I can get this person on stage by
2: playing around with this thing that she does that's so funny. Thinking of think, – always thinking of, like, casting while creating um, is something that I, I I learned from back then and I still do now so that I have a voice I'm writing toward.
0: That's so smart because sometimes, like, beginning writers especially, like, every – Every uh, character will sound like the writer.
2: Yes. It's, it's,
0: <laughs> I've been guilty yeah. of that. <laughs> so that's so great to write toward like your ideal casting. Well, any closing comments?
2: No. I mean, thank you so much for having us and to be able yeah. to share my year of dicks. It's great. Thank you. Uh,
0: it's my pleasure to have you. I'm so proud of you. It's, such a beautiful work of art and I hope everyone gets to experience my year of dicks. (laughs) By the way, the title is so good. Where did you, how did you settle on that title?
2: It it is a chapter in the book. I mean, it's the year that I tried to lose my virginity to the people who probably were not, well, first weren't expecting it and should not have been offered it. And so, you know, it's my year of dicks. that's how that
0: happens. it's so good it's a double entendre yeah
2: it's triple if you really think about
0: it (laughs) so true yeah
2: the real dick is the journey along the way
0: (laughs) mind blown okay well I love you thanks for stopping by today yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Instagram Live is such a crazy place to do a podcast. I don't know how much longer we'll be doing it here, but I'm glad it worked out for today. Okay. I just hit this X and leave. I'm
2: going to try that.
0: Yeah, try that. Okay. okay. Cool. Right. <laughs> right. Bye. Bye. all right you guys thanks so much for joining um that was the creator of my year of dicks pamela ribbon and her director the fabulous Sara. i'm saying that wrong i'm sure from iceland um anyway thanks so much for joining go watch my year of dicks and subscribe to this podcast rate and review it um and join the patreon You are doing great. Keep going. I love you.